Yeah, can you hear me? How are you? Good, Eric. How you doing, man? Good. My name's Eric Beach. Um, I'm starting a podcast because I'm trying to gain some exposure. Um, trying to trying to build trust in the community, um, get followers, basically. Uh, I'm uh, I'm trying to build a school uh, education platform. So that that's what I'm doing here, and and and, and that's why I'm reaching out to people. Okay. I appreciate you taking time. Sure. Uh, I, I read a, a little bit of your, your bio. Uh, you can't say that I completely understand uh, what you do or how you spend your time. Uh, chief financial officer, you're a smart guy with money. Um, you have good advice to people. Yes. Uh, I'm a business consultant. Okay. And that is rolled up with from three different areas. One is the CPA, CFO experience. Um, you know, looking at financials, making sure people have actual financial data. They have dashboards once a week. Try and get the business owner out of accounting because a lot of times they're admired in that stuff and they hate it. They don't understand I it. I hate it. Oh, yeah. It's it. Whenever my PA <clears throat> calls me, it's, I'd rather be at the dentist. Yeah. Yeah. They'd, they'd rather have the gum scrape than do accounting. <laughs> um, so that's one area. You're trying to take, trying to take care of that to where that takes care of itself and the business owner just gets dashboards to make sure that everything's being done right okay and done correctly um also i have a background as a certified ontological coach okay. that and uh some training with uh something that i just found the last six months called uh talent optimization it's from the predictive index basically what it does is it's about a five six minute test and it gives really comprehensive uh, behavioral assessments about how people will act and how they're motivated, how they interact at work. Oh, and with that information, you can like coach people better. You can show people, especially if there's two people that don't get along. Yeah. You can show them like, okay, this is your strength. This is your strength. That's why you're always at odds with each other. And rather than fight all the time, why don't you try and blend your strengths and work together? Sure. It also works with teams. You can see how, you know, we have different types of people on a team. And what's a team's natural tendency? You know, maybe it's like pathfinding, like the go-getters, they're looking for the next best thing, they're looking to market something. But the people, but the objective of the team is supposed to be more about, um, you know, building, uh, building a better uh, employee relations and engaging employees, that kind of stuff. The objective, along with the, the, where the team's natural talent is, they're going to have to stretch to get to where they want to go. Sure. So, uh, so Carrie, that, I'll introduce you to Lucas real quick. Um, hello, Lucas. So, so Lucas got me roped into this um, as I'm trying to grow my business. Uh, it's Lucas it's is trying fault. to uh, guide me and help me um, fumble through all this process. Um, I, I, I did start the recording, Lucas. Um, okay. uh, I, I didn't really tell him carry too much about myself. I told him that I'm trying to build an education platform. Um, and then he, he started to tell me about what he does and uh, where he's trying to go with what he's doing. Uh, pretty interesting so far. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And Carrie, uh, uh, I, I said you do some CFO work. So what is the, the main consulting <laughs> work that you guys do? Um, uh, you know, the, the financial stuff, is, is generally first. That's kind of basic. I want to make sure that gets handled. 
to get the owner or business owner out of accounting, out of the day-to-day minutiae of that stuff, right? Because generally they're not good at it and they don't like it. And then we'd look to eliminate dysfunction. And where, where's dysfunction? It's generally because the business has grown from just a couple of people to maybe 30, 40, 50 people. And as they've accumulated people, they did make sure that everybody understood what everybody did and how it all interacted. And so you have everybody else kind of doing their own thing and their own idea of how their job should look. And it's not meshing up with everybody else's perception. So you get all this dysfunction. And a lot of times it's the owner that's in there trying to, uh, you know, ma- uh, micromanage things, that things get bottled up. The big thing that I do with clients over time is help them with strategic planning. And, you know, the strategic planning is one of those things that everybody talks about doing, but very few do. And there's a reason for it. The consequence of not doing strategic planning doesn't show up until 10, 20, 30 years down the road. You don't pay your payroll, the consequence shows up next week. You don't pay your taxes, the tax man will come get you. It might take a year or two, but they will. You don't pay your bank note, you don't pay your rent, the consequence is now. Don't do strategic planning. There's no consequence. Besides, there's always something you to distract sure you. For it. Yeah, there's always something to distract you anyway. Well, we'll handle uh, strategic planning next week. Right now, we've got to handle this fire. We've got to put this brush fire out. And by not making it uh, an ongoing process, an integral process of the business, the business is kind of cut adrift. So everything that buffets your business, you know, comp- competition, your suppliers, government regulations, the marketplace, customers falling in and out of the market, it, all that kind of stuff is going to buffet your business. And if you're not steering it to where you say you want it to go, you'll wind up anywhere and probably not a place you like. So are you a one-man show, Carrie? Yes. Yep. So, so uh, you, you take the assessments and uh, you, you, you give as much guidance as you can or is there, they're willing to accept? Yeah, and well, yeah, that, <clears throat> but I'm pretty clear up front about um, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to be open to some coaching. They're gonna have to be open to some guidance. Uh, I'm not there to tell them what to do, but I am there to tell them show them their blind spots. And that's the thing that bites us all in the ass is our blind spots, right? Yeah. We all have a perspective and allows us to see this. And what we're missing is everything outside of that. And that's why other opinions, other viewpoints are always beneficial because they show us what we're missing, show us what we're going to. When you get a client, like how how long is he your client? Uh, It depends, some for years. Uh, Some, you know, like they had one, he just wanted me to get his accounting department up and running for it. He didn't have to constantly beat his head against the wall. That took about nine months. Okay. That's really cool. Well, I was going to say, um, I mean, it's great having you on. I don't know if you guys already discussed uh, the podcast, uh, what we're going to be doing here today, but just wanted to like make sure all of your questions were answered before we jump into the, the full actual recording part. I think it automatically starts recording, but we'll, uh, we'll pause and then restart it uh, and do the official uh, recording uh, here in a sec. But um, do, you, uh, do you have any questions about how this works or anything? No, no. I mean, okay. I've, I've been on a, a few dozen of these things. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they're getting pretty popular for sure. Um, and just so you, you know, just to re- remind you, we, we're called the Online Teachers Podcast. So it's any any business that um, has somewhat of a teaching component in any capacity. So in your sense, it's you know teaching people finances, how to manage finances, how to build their business uh, with better financial planning. So talking about that, how you better, how you the best kind of uh, practices that you're following around 
getting people to fully understand the concepts you're trying to engage them with and teach them with. And most of the audience is going to be teachers uh, or people who are looking to learn better, faster, things like that. And so that, that's predominantly people who listen to the show. Um, but Eric, I was going to say, if you want to, there's a little uh, square, there should be a square button right at the bottom of the Zoom. Mm -hmm. And then if you uh, pause it, it'll end the previous recording and then you hit play, it'll start a new recording. Oh. And, and let's do three, two, one. And hit the, oh. <laughs> yeah, it'll do it again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you want to hit stop. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Online Teachers Podcast. We're on with Carrie Prejean. Thank you so much, Carrie, for being on the show. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Lucas. So tell me a little bit about strategic business advisors and how you think about teaching people and teaching your clients and teaching people that work with you better financial right. planning and things like that. Well, I mean, as CFO Consulting, we do a whole lot of things, but the biggest thing I think I contribute to businesses over time is teaching them how to em embrace and practice rigorously this whole thing of strategic planning. And it's generally, it's a once a quarter kind of thing, but it's something that you're working on all the time, but you always kind of regroup once a quarter. The, the biggest thing about teaching though is, you know, what, what is, <clears throat> the question is, what is learning? You know, what is learning? Most people just have a, taken for granted appreciation for that's learning. And there's different kinds of learning. There's like intellectual learning, like learning algebra. You know, it's, it's on paper. It's not something you do in the physical world as opposed to learning how to drive a car or learning how to operate a chainsaw. Those are physical, you learn with your body. So what is learning? <clears throat> learning is um, repeated practice in a distinction or in a domain with certain, you know, to build competence and practice over time builds competence. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? That's so a pretty with, good definition. So with owners, business owners, number one, I got to make sure that they want to learn. You know, because if, if you want to keep, if you want to keep doing what you've been doing, you're going to keep getting what you've been getting. And if that's not satisfying to you, then we need to change. You need to change how you do things. You need to basically change who you are. Because who we are shows up every day in our, in our habits. So if you're willing to learn, then, in the beginning of learning, what happens? It's kind of awkward. You got to be really conscious. You know, think about when you learn to drive a car. You know, you had to be really conscious and pay attention, and, and everything is exhausting. And after a while, you get to where now you drive to work, you drive to wherever you go a lot. You don't even hardly notice the road. You go from consciously incompetent to unconsciously competent. And there's a few degrees in there, but that's what learning is. And so, yes, learning is. Most people don't like learning because it's uncomfortable. You know, it means change. And the, yeah. the expression I've heard is the only people who like change are babies with wet diapers. <laughs> that's, like, that's pretty good, actually. Um, so I'm curious, what is one thing that people, when they work with you, what do you think the biggest thing they learn about their business is? Like if there is one aha moment you think people tend to have, what is that with your company? Um, Probably one of the most common things they find out is they're not good managers. Because what it is to be a good manager, as opposed to what it is to be a good entrepreneur, which most of the people are, they're opposite skill sets. You know, a manager is not going to take a bunch of risks. They're not going to change things up all the time. They're not going to. They're not going to do things that an entrepreneur does. They see opportunity. They take action. They kick ass. They make things happen. And they're always distracted by the next shiny thing. Managers want, they want boredom. They want re repetition. They want it over and over again. They don't want all this change. As, so a good entrepreneur is going to be a horrible manager. So you build a business to where it'll operate in the background without them 
That way they can go off and do the two things that entrepreneurs are supposed to be charged with, being a visionary and being the main revenue generator. That, mm-hmm. That's it. The management of the business, leave that, don't, don't screw that up. Right. Yeah, I, I tend to find, especially with uh, business owners, that you know, y- you're kind of a forever learner and you're always learning new things. Uh, where do you advise people go to actually get the right kind of information when they're launching their business? What are the best places to, to, to go? I see a lot of books in your cabinet there, so I'm sure you read a good amount. But what, what are some things that people can uh, go to resources? Right. There, there's a, a gentleman that I know that I'm, I'm friends with. He's written a couple of books. One of them is on language. He calls it language in pursuit of happiness. Because what happens, <clears throat> what happens in business is you have human beings. And what makes us human as opposed to just homo sapiens? You know, we have a biology, right? But what makes us more than biology? What makes us very different than all the other animals on the planet? We have language. And I'm not talking about just because, you know, some animals have language. You see the gorilla what was her name? She had 800 words out of vocabulary. They can language, but they don't have this all-encompassing, all-day-long sea of, of language, all these prejudices. Think about it this way. Right now, you're, you're, always, you're always checking your reality. You're always getting an interpretation of what's going on. I like it, don't like it, makes sense, don't make sense, good, bad, right, wrong, etc. So all the stuff I'm telling you right now, you're filtering it through all of that. And your narrative or your perspective has been built by all the assessments, value judgments, prejudices, everything else that you have that are there all the time, and they're ready to offer up an explanation of what just happened. And you like it or don't like it, makes sense, don't make sense. So this book that my friend Chalmers Brothers wrote called Language and the Pursuit of Happiness is a wonderful, um, what's the word, uh, introduction to this thing called the ontology of language or what it is to be in language that makes us human. Right. Um, that's a, it's a great book for anybody to read. You can pick it up. It's not highly technical. Uh, and it really helps you become an observer of the yeah. observer that you are. You know, we're all observers. Where we get blind to stuff is where we don't take the time or we don't know how to observe how it is we observe things and where our prejudices are, where our blindnesses are, um, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And how long have you, have, have, has your company been in business? How many uh, years has it been? Um, well, let's see, I, I, I did it from like 87 to 2011. And then I made the mistake of going to work for a few clients for a few years. Mm. And then I've, I've been back out on my own since 2017. Yeah. So I don't know, around 30 something, 40 years. So what do you think has changed when it comes to how people absorb information uh, in your business over time? I mean, things have transitioned online and all that stuff. I mean, what, what's been the biggest way that you try to get concepts to your clients and when you're trying to teach them subjects and, and topics and get them to understand what you're doing for them? Like how, how has that evolved over the years, do you think? Yeah, um, well, you're, you're talking about getting people to see a different perspective, right? Or learning basically. So what's the best way to learn? Most people think it's having the answers. The best way really to learn though is to live in questions. What don't I see here? What am I missing? You know, how, how is that done? What, what distinctions are there that I need to learn to be able to do that co- competently? So asking the right question in this whole ontology of language, what makes an ontological coach really effective is asking the right question of the person they're coaching so that they can ask them, they can ask the question, they, they can begin to see from a different perspective. 
And a lot of times it's all about your suffering. You know, the stuff, your, your language will have you suffer depending on what, what right. tapes you have going on there. So what there is to do is to examine this thing that has you suffer. And it's like, oh yeah, that's just an assessment. I made that up. Or I, I believe when my whoever, some kid on school ground told me I was stupid or fat or yeah. unlovable. And yeah. at some, you know, it, it turned into this big suffering trap. So right. at some point you can see that, hey man, that's just, somebody just made that shit up and it's, it's, not, it's not permanent. It's not who I am. Right. It's, a, right. it's a narrative I had. That makes a lot of sense. Well, Eric, do you have any questions at all? Anything you're curious about? Um, no, I, I guess some of my questions and curiosities would be, um, how do you earn customers? How, how, how do you get customers in the first place? Um, how do you know that you did a good job uh, training these these employees of, of these customers? Uh, you know, how, how, do, of, how do you get good feedback and how do you find customers? I guess yeah, Okay, how do I find customers? Um, I do a little bit of marketing, uh, LinkedIn, as well as some referrals from CPA firms that I, that I work with. Um, a lot of times some somebody, you know, right now I have a, a couple of uh, people who referred to me that will talk and see if if we're a good fit. Right. So well, I, I get the impression that you've been in this industry so long that, you know, customers find you. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. um, but if this I, was I've, I've had people that I have no idea who they are. They reach out to. I've heard this about you. I saw this on your website. Yeah, what you know? This is my problem. What can we do to fix it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to build a platform, um, almost a sales platform for professionals to use to, to offer their services. So, uh, a, a guy like you might might be able to offer, uh, um, you know, how, how to manage. Uh, weekly, monthly, and annual um, accounting operations. Uh, you, you might offer a course. A, a really good one is what is strategic planning or how to do strategic planning. Sure. Yep, that could be the name of the you course. Can make that, you can make that like a weekly master class where you have an assignment. The first hour you spend going over the assignment, what did you learn, what didn't you learn, what did you confuse, what, you know, need help with anything. And then the next 30 minutes to 45 minutes, uh, next assignment, going through the assignment, make sure everybody understands it. And again, if you need to go to two and a half hours because of questions, that's fine too. But a, a weekly planning, a weekly masterclass on strategic planning for businesses and their key people um, it would be extremely valuable. Yeah, that's super interesting. Well, just, you know, we, we try, we, we try to think of these episodes as almost like a uh, uh, coffee, coffee style or breakfast style length, uh, episodes of really, you know, quick bites of insight and information. So, uh, you know, I wanted to give you an opportunity here now to sort of share how people can get in touch with you. What's the best way to find you if they want to work with you? Um, what, what, what's the best way people can do that? <clears throat> well, uh, probably go to my website, strategicbusinessadvisorsplural.org. And there is a page where you can schedule an appointment with me, get free consultation, um, we can meet for half an hour, an hour. Generally, I, I prefer Zoom as, as opposed yeah. to a phone call. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Carrie Prejean, pretty easy to find. Or you can email me at carrie at cfoconsulting.co, not com. And, right. and I'll respond to you. But probably, probably the website's the best. And you, your optimal customers, what, what do you think that, uh, do they fit to a demographic? Uh, optimal customers generally are small to medium-sized firms in 
the, the industries that I have the most experience in is wholesaling, manufacturing, and construction. Although lately I've picked up a few uh, startups and uh, an e-commerce operation out of Florida, which is different. Because I, I swear to God, I was never going to touch retail and these this e, because it's e-commerce, but it's also retail. Right. It's been, been a, it's been a lot of fun learning. That's super interesting. Well, for everybody listening, Carrie's been doing this for a while and has perfected the craft of helping businesses online with their financial planning, making the right kind of decisions. Um, so if anyone wants to reach out to him at Strategic Business Advisors, feel free to do so. And to spell his name, it's Carrie, C-A-R-Y, and then pre-Gene, P-R-E, and then Gene, like Gene Short. So pre-Gene, one word. So thank you, Carrie, so much. We appreciate it. Uh, My thank pleasure. You. Thanks for having me on. And Eric, you can hit the, the square pause button now. The this. Yeah, I just the little square button. <laughs> <laughs> I know I don't have access to the control panel on this side. Oh, there we go.